Boom! We are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony here. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, I hope y'all are having a fantastic Wednesday. The NHA podcast is recorded every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, the NHA podcast is recorded, and we hope that you guys have started to enjoy the consistency of of uh, the consistent recording. Uh, today, I will not be joined by my partner, Dean Freen. He is uh, currently on an air, airplane flight uh, out to Iowa to go hang out with family. Uh, we miss him. Uh, I would have had my partner uh, uh, and friend, well, Dean is a partner and friend as well, uh, Paul um, Monahan on, uh, but he has work. Uh, so do I, but not this early in the morning. So uh, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's just you and me today. Uh, before we get into everything, I want to mention going to 247hawkeye.com. Uh, the best place to find me uh, is on Facebook, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. I have a YouTube channel, uh, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. And then Twitter too, at 247hawkeye. But 247hawkeye.com, you can find everything. Um, all right, we, we I, I did a part one. I don't know if I'm going to release that. Um, I did a part a part one uh, where I discussed um, the trial that will be coming up for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, and just to put a bow on that, uh, if you did not listen to that, I said I don't think it's going to go well for Iowa, not because they're they're guilty. In fact, all the evidence right now suggests that they're not. In my opinion, any judge uh, with with who is who tries to be as fair as possible would say, "Listen, I, I need more. I need more right now because the evidence right now shows that Iowa is it, 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 it is not what you say they are." Um. For some reason, people keep forgetting about the third-party investigation, okay, uh, which was as big a deal for Iowa, and and Iowa's AD Gary Barda as it was for anything, you know, because they needed to figure out how to proceed. Um, so, I, folks, strap in because. This Iowa, this Iowa season, everybody will be singing Kumbaya, my lord. But when that offseason comes around, you're going to see people sliding towards emotional states. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, not being fair. And, and listen, just because of where I am right now does not mean that I am not open to change. Because I am. Matter of fact, um, when this first happened, 247hawkeye.com was the fairest place to read about this. We were the only place willing to say, hey, what about half of Iowa's coaching staff being half African-American? What about Iowa recruiting so well? What about uh, Iowa putting so many guys in the NFL for, for how can a program be doing so well if they had this big block 
in front of them that stopped all their behaviors because, you know, true racism, all it does is is prevents you from moving forward in a positive way. So, um, and even if you don't believe that, you should still ask yourself the questions I just asked. So, um, th there's that. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and then I talked about the transfer portal. Iowa needs to get one or two coaches on that because there is as much talent in the transfer portal, tiny bit less than there is in high school. And Iowa has done a good job with that. With, you know, if you look back, Charlie Jones, um, Jack Heflin, you know, Coy Cronk, I think they got a year too late. Oh, well, um, let me think here. Uh, th those are the guys off the top of top of my head right now who uh, were uh, transfers. Some it doesn't work out, but for the most part, it's what Zach Van Volkenberg, perfect example. And and I don't think Iowa should should just be in the transfer portal uh, the way most schools are, aka getting guys who didn't work out at Georgia and then going to Ohio State. I mean, I mean, and it's funny. You know, the guy, the people who choose to go to Georgia, the, the reasons it didn't work out there, they end up choosing a school like Ohio State, and it won't work out there for the same reasons it didn't work out at Georgia, because there's too much talent there. You need to go somewhere else where it's a little bit, you know, you have a little bit more of a chance. So, but Iowa needs to immediately get one or two guys in on recruiting the transfer portal because, and I was listening to 247 Sports about this, you know, it is terrible. It's terrible. I mean, there is tampering going on. Uh, you know, there are coaches who recruit a guy as a senior uh, in high school. They don't play. And then, you know, that coach is talking to their family and saying, hey, he would have played here as a true freshman. Get him over here. Then all of a sudden, that guy answers the, enters the transfer portal, and he goes to a different school, and he doesn't play there until his senior year, just like he wouldn't have played at the original school. At the original school. So, but Iowa needs to get one or two guys on it uh, so that they can have a clear – you know, okay, this is the top guy. This is how we're ranking it right now for the guys that we've watched. And Iowa needs to go look at guys like Zach Van Volkenberg. Okay. You know, uh, they need to keep in touch with guys like Logan Wolf. If you don't know Logan Wolf, um, he uh, came out of Cedar Falls, same school as Jack Campbell. Iowa offered him late and he decided to stick with Northern Iowa. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I I think he would have, you know, this upcoming year, he would have had an excellent shot at being uh, a starting wide receiver for Iowa on the outside. Um, okay. And then there's recruiting. Um, before I get into the story, the main topic that I'm going to kind of go over here, a lot of good recruiting stuff. You know, um, with basketball, um, I'm just going to name some of the guys that I know that Iowa is in on, um, and but mainly we're going to go to football here. Um, 
Iowa is in on Richard Isaacs Jr. out of Utah, and I think they have an excellent shot at landing him. He seems to be high on Iowa. I'm, I'm fairly certain he has an official set up. Um, it, it's kind of strange because I don't even – you know, Iowa just went in on him, and, you know, Utah is pretty far away, folks. Um, and, uh, you know, he's high on Iowa. Um, DeSante Bowen, uh, is also, and, and Richard Isaac Jr. is a top 50 player. DeSante Bowen is a top 100 player. Um, so that's great. Both of those guys are high on Iowa. Jaden Shoot, although I don't think Iowa will land him. Josh Dix out of Iowa. Iowa, I think Iowa is going to land him. Um, I think Iowa has a good shot with with uh, Cam Craft, um, four star Tyler Nickel, a uh, small forward. Um, let me see here. Um, I think Iowa has a shot with Reed Bailey out of uh, New Hampshire. Iowa's been recruiting New Hampshire or the New Hampshire area, Boston, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, New Hampshire a lot lately, which, you know, to me, it's like, you know, that's, that's fine. But, you know, in fairness, the easiest thing to do is to create a stronghold right next to, to the University of Iowa, whether it's Nebraska and Iowa or Iowa and Minnesota, you know, but uh, or with the state of Wisconsin, but you know Iowa has not done tremendous in those states either. Um, let me see here. I think Iowa has a shot with Terrace Reed. The, uh, he went to the same school as Tyler Cook. Um, Iowa has a shot with Will Shaver, a high three-star, low four-star center out of Alabama. Alabama. Um, Patrick Wessler, a center out of North Carolina. Um, it's pr it's 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 pretty 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 crazy how Iowa State landed a pretty high four star guy when they just lost their head coach. So that's pretty remarkable to me. Um, all right, football recruiting. I'm just going to name the guys that Iowa and position, and then, um, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do that, okay? Xavier Nwakampa is the top guy. He is a safety out of the state of Iowa, and I think Iowa has an excellent shot at landing him. I really, really do. Um, I think the biggest contender, Ohio State, um, already has a bunch of defensive back commits. Uh, whereas if he commits to Iowa, you know, number one, you'll be guaranteed one of the best defensive back coaches in the country, both college and NFL. You'll be close to home. And I can almost guarantee he'll have a shot at the NFL if he stays healthy. Um, I think Iowa has an excellent shot at him. Iowa already landed high four-star Aaron Graves. They're trying to get uh, high four-star Carson Hinsman out of Wisconsin. Low four-star Hunter Dale, I think they're going to land. Uh, 
the high three-star, four-star Mike O'Reilly Ducker out of Nebraska. All right, this is going to take too long. From The Athletic, uh, there's an article about the top 10 prospects that Iowa is going after. And this is the most important month. You know, I'll say this. I think at minimum, Iowa will have five guys commit to them in this month or early July. But it wouldn't shock me if 10 guys committed to Iowa in, in, in this month and July. That would not shock me at all. So, all right, here it is. Um, and on the computer screen, I will um, – you know, put their profile up so that you can see it. All right, number one on the list, Micah Riley Ducker. Particulars, three-star from Bellevue West, the buzz in Nebraska. After not signing a tight end in 2021, which was a big deal, folks, the Hawkeyes, especially considering that tight end is their most spectacular position. They use the position. They have uh, star power in the NFL. Anyways, but I do like the walk-on commits that they had. And I will say, had COVID not hit, I think Iowa would have offered one of them. But also, if you're Iowa, you say, hey, let's hold that until the next recruiting class and let's get you know, a high-level guy. If, if we can get these guys as walk-ons, Let's hold that on and 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 get. I mean, for instance, Iowa got a a mid level three star guy out of West Dowling as a as a walk on. So, but and if you can hold on to that, you know why not? Why not? Why not? All right. After. Uh, the Hawkeyes could use two in the 2020 class. Bellevue West has a pair of upper tier tight end prospects, Caden Helms as well, which he's kind of, uh, he's a different tight end than Mike O'Reilly. Uh, and the Hawkeyes appear to have the best relationship with Riley Ducker, who has made several unofficial trips to Iowa City, City, City over the past few years. This month, Riley Ducker will take official visits to Iowa State, Auburn, and Illinois. And finish up with Iowa. Last fall, in an abbreviated season, Riley Ducker caught 23 passes for 310 yards. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and seven scores. Friend and former high school teammate Keegan Johnson should be a major contributor as a true freshman at Iowa this fall. We'll see. I don't know about it. I think, I think he will probably be a contributor on on kickoff, maybe even punt return as well. But I think you already have Charlie Jones there. You're, you're, you're solid. Think about that, Iowa fans. This is how stacked this Iowa roster is. Iowa could have Charlie Jones, an all, I think, Big Ten returner of the year, as well as Keegan Johnson, as kick returner. Whew. <laughs> it, that, that point didn't land with me as, as big of a, as I thought. But that's a pretty big deal. Usually, Charlie Jones would handle both. 
And and usually you wouldn't have a wide receiver doing that because the wide receivers Iowa's had were not good enough. Number two, Xavier Nwankpa, four-star from Southeast Polk High School, Runnels, Iowa. The buzz. It's rare for the state of Iowa to have a top 100 prospect like Nwankpa, who is ranked number eight nationally at a skilled position. He's an elite track performer and played offense and defense for the Class 4A runners-up in football. Nwankpa rushed for 380 yards and eight touchdowns, but his real prowess was reserved as a power-packed hitter at safety with 71 tackles and six interceptions. He has official visits set to Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Notre Dame before finishing with Iowa. Nwankpa has visited Iowa numerous times, including the May 1st spring practice, and has solid ties with the staff. I'll say this. I think Iowa, there's Mike uh, Riley Ducker uh, for the people. Sorry about that. I, I forgot for the people. And here's his offers. Um, that, that I, he's 80, he's ranked 88 according to 247. And I trust 247 sports uh, more so, not that I trust, but if I'm going to look at a recruiting service, it will be 247 as opposed to rivals or ESPN. Here are Mike O'Reilly's Duckers offers. Auburn, who's going to see June 11th, Illinois. Iowa and Iowa State. Okay. And now let's go to uh, Xavier Nwankpa. Here. Notre Dame. And he is rated 90, uh, 95. 13th best uh, play, yeah, player in the country. Um, Notre Dame. Ohio State, Texas A&M, uh, he's high on Arizona State and Clemson and Iowa. I think Iowa has as good a shot as anybody here. They're in state. It's it's on the defensive side, which Iowa is elite at. Um, Iowa is competitive. Uh, they're, they're one of the top teams in the Big Ten. Um Especially this year, they'll be a top 15 team. They put tons of guys into the NFL, especially on defense. Um, I think Iowa has, and, and Phil Parker is solid. I think Iowa has an excellent shot at landing this guy. Excellent. All right, number three, Hunter Deo. Four-star from Lewis Central High School, Council Bluffs, Iowa. Lewis Central has pumped out major college, uh, yeah, major college prospects three consecutive years. TCU quarterback Max Dugan, Max Dugan, Iowa defensive tackle Logan Jones, Nebraska tight end Thomas Fedoni. Still bothers me that he picked Nebraska. Stupid. It's not going to work out there. Along the Iowa-Nebraska border, and Deo is the next in line. Deo, 6'3", 270, had 38 tackles with 22 and a half behind the line of scrimmage last fall. Um, let me pull that up real quick. There he is. He's rated as a 90 
we'll see if he stays as a four star. I think he's going to end up as a high three star. Um, Iowa, it, it looks like that the the crystal balls have him going to Iowa. Um, I think he's going to pick Iowa, which would be a big deal. Two of the past four years, the top guys from a school like Lewis Central picked the Hawkeyes. You need inroads like that. Um, in the 247 composite rankings, Deo is the number three in-state prospect behind Nwankpa and Graves. And number 35 nationally at defensive tackle. He has a visit set at Iowa on June 25th, two weeks after taking an official at Iowa State, according to 247 Sports. Considering the in-state angle coupled with other regional rivals recruiting Deo, there's an important um, importance attached to this nasty defensive tackle. I totally agree. Listen, folks, he plays defensive tackle. Kelvin Bell is probably Iowa's best recruiter. I would say... Kelvin Bell, Kelton Copeland, um, I would say LeVar Woods is pretty solid too. Th those three are the top guys. Brian Ferentz is decent. You know, with, with Iowa and Brian Ferentz, they always have a shot. He's in state. The competition is Iowa State. Iowa needs to land him. They need to land him. If Iowa can land at two of the top three in-state guys, that would be a success. If they don't, and with a chance to land three of the top three in-state guys. If they don't, not good. Not good. All right. Next. Kind of looks like they're going based off of recruiting rankings. All right. Here we go. Jalen Peoples is next. Number four. Three-star from Cedar Hill High School in Texas. The Buzz. Without taking a quarterback in 20 cornerback in 2021, Iowa needs to sign several defensive backs in the upcoming class. True. Very true. Now, um, who knows? Uh, Cooper DeJean might be athletic enough to play corner. I don't know. He's probably a safety, though. Um, people's displays several traits that would make him a perfect fit at Iowa. With, with Iowa with long arms and good speed, Peoples is a is a natural for that position. He's aggressive along the perimeter, with, which translates well to Iowa's cover four matchup zone. Peoples will hit, which is a mandate for cornerbacks from defense coordinator Phil Parker this month. Peoples will squeeze in an Iowa visit on June 11th around trips to Kansas. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Kansas, Texas Tech, and Baylor. All right. I think Iowa has a has has a uh, good enough shot to land him as any. You know, I would have liked him to go on June 25th, but you know, him being from the state of Texas, it's on Iowa to convince him that they are good enough and 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 a bet, uh, yeah, a good enough place to spurn in-state Baylor. A Christian school. All right. Next person. Tight end wide receiver Tommy McIntosh. Number, or no, excuse me. Sorry. Offensive lineman Dalen Hazard. Let me pull him up. Here. He's uh he's pretty far down, actually. 
Um, Jeez Louise, where is he? Dalen Hazard. I don't see him. There he is. All right. There he is. Pulled up from the state of Minnesota. Three star. And and, and listen, all these people have a chance are four stars. And if they're not, have a chance to be a four star. You know, both Jalen Peoples and Dalen Hazard have a chance to be four stars. All right. Coming from the same town as current Iowa redshirt freshman Yaya Black, Hazard could have a chance to block his former high school teammate every day in practice. But this recruitment is going to be a bear for three different schools. The Hawkeyes pick up Hazard's final visit on June 25th while he travels to Iowa State on June 4th. Minnesota, which has developed former Mar martial offensive lineman Blaze uh, Andr Andres into a multi-year starter, hosts Hazard on June 11th. This could rank as the fiercest competition for one player on the board. We'll see. We'll see. Number six, tight end wide receiver Tommy M uh, McIntosh. I think that is his name. And I like this, this kid a lot. I think Iowa could land um, three uh, six, five, six, four, six, five guys, you know, and, and say, hey, you, you could play wide receiver for us. We'll give you a shot. But uh, so, yeah. All right. The buzz. What is going on there? All right. The buzz. McIntosh has the build and athletic potential to suggest he will become a high level tight end at a power five school. For state champion Do It, McIntosh finished with 28 catches for 692 yards and 13 touchdowns and recorded four interceptions as a safety. The competition is intense for McIntosh, who plans visits to Indiana and Wisconsin before coming to Iowa City on June 25th. Barely a week after he announced his top six, Texas offered McIntosh a scholarship. We'll see on that. We'll see on that. I, I tend to always believe that relationships matter. They do. All right, number seven, Caleb running back, Caleb Johnson. Let me pull this up. We might have to do a part two on this. Might have to, unfortunately. All right, Caleb Johnson, running back out of Ohio. The buzz, Iowa could use two running backs in the 2020 class. I, I, I disagree with that. Um, I don't think Iowa needs to find their running back right now. If Des Moines native, um, gosh darn it, I'm blanking on his name. The running back that, slash linebacker that Iowa got out of Des Moines, if he can live up, Devin Hilson, if he can live up, and show that he can be a solid wide running back, uh, then then you only need to take one in this class. Maybe two. Iowa could use two running, and Johnson looks like the perfect blend of power and speed for the Hawkeyes inside zone. Johnson rushed for 878 yards and nine touchdowns as a sophomore and 786 and eight scores last year in an abbreviated season. Johnson has an interesting blend of prospective schools. He visits Iowa State first, then Cal, 
and Pitt before wrapping up with a June 25th trip to Iowa City. Okay, I like that. And, you know, I think this is an excellent shot for um, an excellent shot for Liddell Betts to show uh, his talent at recruiting. All right, uh, we're going to do a part two on this. Um, uh, before I exit out of this, be sure to go to 247hawkeye.com and share the podcast. We are growing, not because of me, but because of y'all. You guys have been truly amazing and remarkable, and the podcast is growing. Uh, it's not because I'm talented. It's because you guys are amazing, and I love doing this. I love hanging with you guys. I, I, like I uh, well, I hadn't said this. I will start doing uh, Facebook Live, and I am going to start having call-ins because, you know, I just think that, that uh, I like being interactive. I like hanging. And so that's what we are going to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, part two uh, coming up. DBAP, don't be a pussy willow in facts or feelings because your feelings don't matter. Part two, go Hawks. Boom, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, here. Part two of the NHA podcast. And I'm excited. Uh, where we left off was talk, uh, going over the top 10 recruits uh for the iowa hawkeye football team uh we didn't quite finish it uh but we are going to try and finish it here in a second uh we are live every wednesday uh every wednesday we put out a podcast and you guys have reciprocated uh uh love uh for us being consistent on wednesdays and we thank you for that you guys have been amazing sharing this podcast and uh, for that, I, I, I really, really am grateful. And thank you for that. You know, that's uh, truly what matters. You know, likes and stuff like that. Yeah, they're nice. But, you know, as Pat McAfee says, a like is kind of just you saying, hey, look at me. I like this. Uh, whereas <laughs> whereas a, uh, a retweet is saying, hey, I like it. Don't care as much about you, but I like this content. Let's go. Um, all right. Episode 134, NHA Podcast. All right. Let me go over who uh, the athletic has um, in order for the top 10 prospects as the NCAA lifts dead period. Number one, tight end Micah Riley. Ducker. Number two, Xavier Nwankpa out of Iowa. Number three, Hunter Deo out of Iowa. Number four, uh, Jalen Peoples, cornerback out of Texas. Number five, Dalen Hazard out of Minnesota. By the way, it does seem that Iowa is lowering their Texas hangout uh, or is you know esta establishing a stronghold on texas um now if they can land this guy then it would change my perspective immensely but la now last class the 2021 24th ranked recruiting class was different because 
Iowa had so much in-state talent, they didn't need to go out, uh, outside of their state. But uh, something I read from The Athletic on Iowa recruiting, Texas is as far away from Iowa as Pennsylvania is. Meaning that if you're going to recruit Pennsylvania or Ohio, why not recruit Texas? And I agree. I do. Um, all right. We left uh, oh, d- number five, Dalen Hazard. Number six, tight end slash wide receiver, Tommy McIntosh. Number seven, running back, Caleb Johnson. All right, next, offensive lineman, Nick Herzog out of Kansas. The buzz. And he's a three-star. A former high school teammate of redshirt freshman Mason, I think it's Richmond, it could be Reichman, Herzog has made previous visits to Iowa's campus even when he couldn't see anyone or even step inside the building. Herzog visits Iowa on June 25th, but also travels to Northwestern, Kansas State, and Stanford on different June weekends. I think Iowa has a great shot there. Great shot. But as I said, Stanford Stanford is a they are uh, you know um, dangerous. They provide something that none of the other schools do. Uh, the, the the schools that he has, you know, Northwestern and Iowa are solid academic schools. Kansas State is fine. Stanford is still better, but that's not what separates them. Palo Alto separates them. So it's going to be tough. Number nine, offensive tackle, Jack Datsler, three-star from Wanakee, Wisconsin. All right. Despite living between Madison and Milwaukee, Datsler revealed in an interview with Hawkeye Report that he grew up an Iowa fan. His parents are from the state and graduated from Iowa. With Dotzler, 6'7", 265 pounds, set to visit Iowa City on June 25th with no other trip scheduled, it appears likely the Hawkeyes have a good shot. But this opportunity is hardly ceremonial. Dotzler was named WisconsinSports.net's Spring Offensive Lineman of the Year in 2021. I don't understand what that means, but this opportunity is hardly Sarah, oh, he deserves it. It's not just because he's a fan of Iowa. All right, number 10, tight end, Andrew Keller. This says he's unrated. He's not. He's a high three-star. And actually, let me, here's Nick Herzog. High three-star. And listen, folks, if Iowa can land these guys, they will have a top 25 class. You know, the, the difference, the thing that separates is is not necessarily the four stars that Iowa gets, because I think they're going to land at minimum two, but it's the high three-star guys that that average out your class rating. If you can land a bunch of high three-stars, then you don't need as many four-stars. Does that make sense? For, for example, if you land... Four four stars, and then the three stars you land are like low three stars. Then 
it's the same as landing two four stars and a bunch of high three stars. Plus, these high three stars have a chance of becoming low four stars. So it's you know the 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 rankings are not done. Weirdly, he doesn't have any wide receivers on this list. Or anyways. Um showed Nick Herzog. Who else? Jack Dotzler. Here he is. Uh, 87, high three star, ninth best player in the state of Wisconsin. And I think he's going to choose Iowa. And then um, here is Andrew Keller. He's a he's an 88. He's the 23rd best tight end. High three star. Keller so far is unrated. And he goes to the same school as Jack Dotzler. But that won't last much longer. In Wanakee's six-game spring season, Keller, 6'5", 190 pounds, caught 19 passes for 325 yards and five scores. He has a visit slated to Iowa State, and the choice could come down between the rivals for Keller. Listen, folks, um, you know, I'll say this. Looking at all 10 of these guys. You know what? I'll give my prediction. Screw it. Based off of what I see and things like that. And I'm not in tuned as much as some of these other people in recruiting because I don't care as much. I really don't. But just for shites and giggles, I think Iowa is going to land Michael Riley Ducker, tight end out of Nebraska, which that will be a huge get. I think, um, you know, I'm 50-50 on Xavier Nwankpa. Um, I think, you know, he's visited Iowa many times. He's comfortable with Iowa. You know, um, he has two former teammates on that team. One of which um, is a good friend. Well, both of them are, are good friends. But one of which transferred to Dowling, running back, who's very solid. And then the other is a walk-on who I think you know, he's 6'3", 6'4", very athletic. Um, Isaiah Wagner has a chance to truly play for Iowa. So, um, you know, and, and you're not taking a step down choosing Iowa. I think Iowa has an excellent, excellent, excellent shot at landing him. But I'm not going to choose Iowa for him. I'm not going to choose anybody else, but I'm not going to choose Iowa. Number three, Hunter Dale, I think he's going to pick Iowa. Jalen Peoples, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know on that. I think because of Phil Parker, Iowa has an excellent shot, but I, I just don't know. Um, Dalen Hazard, I don't know. Uh, tight end wide receiver Tommy McIntosh, listen, with Kelton Copeland and Brian Ferentz likely, and Phil Parker likely leading um, you know, let's look at this. Let's look at who's leading his. It doesn't show. If I had to guess, it's it. Oh my gosh. If I had to guess, I would say it's Phil Parker, Brian Ferentz, and Kelton Copeland. Because he's a wide receiver, 
you know, Kelton is probably talking to him, and because he's a tight end uh, as well, you know, Brian Ferentz is as well. And because he's from Michigan, uh, you know, Phil Parker is up in that. He's up in that. Um, but there is competition. You know, there really, really is for this guy. And I think he will end up being, if not a four-star, high three-star. Um, Caleb Johnson, you know what? I think Liddell Betts is going to snag him. I really do. Um, I feel confident about him choosing Iowa. Um, Nick Herzog, you know, I think he's going to pick Iowa. I do. Um, I think you have the in-state, uh, connection. Um, you know, it's, it's not too far from Kansas, but it's still away from Kansas. Um, I think he's going to pick Iowa. I think Jack Dotzler is going to pick Iowa, uh, offensive tackle out of Wisconsin. And I think Andrew Keller is going to pick, uh, Iowa out of tight end out of Wisconsin. So there you go, folks. Um, I feel good about that. Um, all right, there you have it. Um, before we head out of here, you know, I'll pull up some other stuff there. There's not a ton this week to get to. Um, you know, uh, PFF having Iowa as, um, a, as the second best big 10 team, I think is, um, significant. Um, and you know, I've been saying this, Iowa is so talented this year. They really, really are. Um, and, you know, I hope Iowa fans start seeing it because the fact is more and more people in the media are starting to have Iowa as their darlings. Um, let's pull this up from SB Nation. Let's see the opponent preview, Iowa State. Let's read it just for fun. The Iowa, St- the Iowa State Cyclones bounced back from their season-opening loss against Louisiana to steamroll their way to a Big 12 title game appearance. One might chafe at the use of steamroll, but really that's as good a way to describe the way their five-game winning streak, which saw they them take out Kansas, Baylor, Kansas State, Texas, and West Virginia. Um by an average margin of 40 to 9.8. Okay. The excitement briefly stopped when Oklahoma avenged their early season loss to the Cyclones by winning the conference championship game 27-21. In a weird bit of math held by the record books, the Cyclones finished second despite having the best win percentage. Um, they beat Oregon. That is a big deal. I'm not going to lie. Um. Huh. It is interesting that Iowa State, according to uh, ESPN's SP Plus ratings, has the is third best when it comes to last year's rating plus returning production. Um, you know, I don't really see a ton of product. I, I see production returning, but I don't see a ton of talent returning. You know that that warrants top ten. And production is different than talent. So, um, anyways, 
Connolly defines Iowa State as the team returning the fourth most production at 88%. It's 94% for offense. Um, biggest noted departure, departures were backups at tight end and running back Dylan Sh- uh, Soner and Kenne Nwangu, who combined for 556 yards from scrimmage and 81% for defense. Perhaps the biggest loss is Nwangu in the kick return game as well at as we all know how well special teams have treated Iowa State. That's part that's part of what helped Iowa State open as four and a half point favorites over Iowa. Oh yeah, I was going to talk about um really quickly. Iowa's favored in every game but one. And my thoughts on it, you know, listen, I don't hold um especially in college football, I don't hold Vegas as that much of a you know big deal for me. But I will say uh, that I am surprised that I would think Iowa State would only be one or two point favorites over Iowa. Uh, but it is clear that home field advantage matters a lot and that Vegas is high on Iowa and Iowa State for that matter. Um, Iowa State plays uh, Northern Iowa before they play Iowa. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, Three guys to keep an eye for for uh, Iowa State. Brees Hall. There's a reason Hall came in sixth in Heisman voting with that being too low. He was simply as good as it got this, this side of Tuscaloosa. As a running back, he led the country with 1,500 yards and was second in rushing touchdowns at 21. His 5.6 yards of carry was ninth most among 260 running backs. He led the country... Anyways, for good measure, he eclipsed 100 yards in nine of Iowa State's 12 games. Iowa State uses him in their shotgun and pistol sets, but is not afraid to move up Brock Purdy under center to give Hall more traditional looks. If there's one ding on his game, it's his lack of production in the passing game. But the numbers show he can. He just didn't need to. Um, One thing which sticks out from the above highlight package is... Gone are the days where Iowa State running backs have their highlight reels chock full of five yards runs, which feel like 10 or 15 by virtue of shirking defenders in the backfield. Um, Charlie Kohler, number two, tight end. The John Mackey Award finalist led Big 12 tight ends in every category at 44 catches, 591 yards, and seven TDs. Um... His sophomore year reel reveals a more diverse skill set, great route running, dependable hands. Um, Anyways, and Mike Rose at linebacker. Um, Listen, folks, um, here are some of the questions that he asks. Uh, can Iowa State head coach finally get over the hump? Um, an ever-so-brief accounting of Campbell's record at Iowa State shows the Hawkeyes are the only annual matchup he has yet to win in five years in the job. Um, it, let's see what he said. It is easy to sell that deficiency as a fair trade-off to the 24-13 and 13 Big 12 record. This is what I'm going to say about Iowa State, though. As Minnesota found out, okay, just because you did one thing in the year prior doesn't mean for sure the next year it's going to be the same. 
And I'll tell you this, it is it is one thing to be the hunter, and it's another to be the hunted. I'm, that's a fact, okay? So we'll see. We'll see. I'm starting to get hyped up, baby. I'm getting hyped up. Woo! What does Spencer Petrus' first road start in front of fans look like? Can ISU out Iowa, Iowa? Doubt it. How does Iowa's offensive line hold up? The fact is, Iowa. The fact is, Iowa's offensive line on a down year is better than Iowa State's, and I feel good about what Iowa has in Justin Britt, Tyler Linderbaum, and Kyler Schott. Now we'll see how they figure out the tackle position. Um, According to P, uh, P, uh, Pro Football Focus, the Iowa Hawkeyes are the ninth best team in the country, and Iowa State is 21. And in my opinion, that is more accurate. It really is. All, of all these people are high on Iowa State. I'm, I'm not. I don't think they're a top 10 team. He says, anyways. This is what this guy says. I am skeptical about these rankings, but if there's one thing in Iowa's favor, it's not that they play zero teams ranked ahead of them, just four between 14 and 24. Well, Iowa State plays four ranked above them, so maybe it's already accounting for that schedule, which tilts against Iowa State and for Iowa. No. Folks, I'll tell you this. One problem I have is with 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 sports writers is so often, and you see this in the draft as well, you start to get consensus thinking where you get one or two people thinking one thing and immediately you think one way. And that's that's never been how I think. I need evidence. I need to see it. And I, you know, I haven't looked at Iowa State enough to say one thing or another. But I will say that right now I'm not as high on them as other people are. So, all right, folks, that's gonna do it. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, again, my partner Dean was out, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love you guys so much. You guys are amazing. You guys have been sharing the podcast, which is awesome. Um, and be sure to go to 247hawkeye.com, share the content, like the comment. You can find me on Facebook, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, YouTube, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, Twitter at 247hawkeye. And remember, as always, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. And facts or feelings, because your feelings just don't matter. Go Hawks. Love y'all. Bye.